Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. Glenn Beck, what was the top story for you today? Jesus was a Palestinian, according to the New York Times. All right, Stu. Joe Biden is running for president, except when he's not, and now he is again, and now he's not again. Okay. But he okay. will soon, but he's, we're not sure. He's a quantum candidate. Yes, he is. <laughs> he's a quantum president. When you observe him, he's running. When you stop observing him. Sometimes he's a wave, sometimes he's a particle. That's right. uh, Elizabeth Warren came up with another thing to irritate me with. Mm. Oh, well, she's just going to be irritating you. I suspect now, so. Kingdom I comes. suspect that that's going to be a long thing. Every yes. day with that one. A uh, lot to get into, but we want to thank our sponsor, American Financing. Glenn, I know you were a bit hesitant to work with them at first. Yeah, American Financing. Um, I wasn't working with them because I wasn't working with any mortgage company. In fact, this is the only mortgage company I still work with because I saw them in action uh, during 2008 when everybody else was like, run for your lives. They were totally fine. Because they hadn't put anybody in the loans that they couldn't afford. They were like, you know, they were like, we asked for ID. <laughs> we asked for a pay stub. Uh, but they work for you and they don't, they really are very careful. In fact, I was just talking to the president of, of the company just a couple of weeks ago. And she said, um, oh my gosh, they have a woman running the place? Anyway, she said, um, uh, you know, sometimes it's hard because we have to say, don't. Take that loan. I know you really want that house, and I know we could give you the loan. Don't do it. Don't do it. They really try to be fiscally responsible, uh, and they're good people. Uh, Family-owned and operated, it is, um, it's American Financing, and the number is at the bottom of the screen. You can go to AmericanFinancing.net. Uh, Glenn, you said Jesus was a Palestinian, which is odd. I didn't think that that would be possible as far as well, the no. time. <laughs> no, timeline, uh, Palestinians actually came into play uh, about 700 years after Jesus died. <laughs> but just 700 years, But though. that's it. Okay. But that's it. Okay, so... Um, he was ahead of his time, that's all. <laughs> that's right. He was the first one. Look, it was a virgin birth. Mm -hmm. What, we, we're saying that God isn't uh, Allah? Is that what we're saying here? Okay, so uh, the, the writer for the New York Times <clears throat> said... Um, Jesus, uh, Jesus was unlikely white and likely Palestinian. As I grew older, I learned that fair, the fair-skinned, blue-eyed depiction of Jesus had, that had for centuries adorned stained glass windows and altars in churches throughout the United States and Europe. But Jesus was born in Bethlehem, and most likely a Palestinian man with dark skin. Well, first of all, who looks at the blue-eyed blonde Jesus and goes, yep, that's what he looked like. <laughs> he was the one. He was the one. The, 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 the Jesus of Iowa. The, yeah, I mean, you know, the Nordic. Yeah, sure. I'll do that now, yeah. Uh, I mean, who was this Nordic god Jesus? I don't think anybody over the age of like five looks at those pictures and goes, yep. No, I'm, I'll fight you to the death. That's what Jesus looked like. Come on. Okay, so, but he's just figuring this out. He said, now, even, even though cultures across the world may at times show Jesus that reflect their, their own story, no. Um, a white Jesus is still deeply embedded in the Western story of Christianity. It has become impossible to separate Jesus and white from the American psyche. These people are obsessed, obsessed with race. 
They are just, they can't it's stop. literally something I've never thought of. Never thought never. of. Well, he oh, said. you're white, though. He said, I'm interested in how white Christians feel about images of Christ. Okay. You worship well, the paintings. As a white man, how do you feel about that? He's interested in You know, knowing. I'm reasonably neutral on all of this. <laughs> I am. Like, I'm, I'm like, right. so he's probably, because the white's a social construct. Anyway, he's tan. Yeah. I bet he was tan. <laughs> tan in the desert, but it doesn't, like, really affect me. Right. I don't care. Yeah, I'm like, sure. Oh, here's, he's, he's, here's 8%, it, he's 8% uh, uh, Carthaginian. Oh, okay. Right. I, I mean, I'm even, I'll even go as far as saying, I don't think, who was the guy who played him? Oh, he's a friend of ours. Jim Caviezel? Jim Jim Caviezel. I don't think he was as good looking as Jim Caviezel. Now, I could be wrong. He might have come out. He might have been, you know, Tom Cruise. But I don't know. If you're the son of God, do you also get good looks? I mean, because that's not fair. <laughs> I want to hear more that. about this theological good looking scale you've got of Jim Caviezel <laughs> to Tom Cruise. I'm like, yeah, I, mean, I want to know that X, Y axis. <laughs> I mean, that's just not, it's just not right. If you're son of God, hey, I can walk on water and chicks dig me too it's not right so i've never really thought about his looks and i don't really care um but he says how do white people feel about the possibility that christ the possibility might not have looked the way he had been portrayed for centuries in the united states and europe that he might, the possibility that he might not. I can guarantee you he I mean, didn't look like that. I mean, we didn't have cameras, so. Right, right. Um, if you've seen Christ depicted as a man of color, what was your reaction? Can anybody tell me the first time they saw Christ of another color? Uh, Madonna's video. Wasn't Madonna in the video? Wasn't she <laughs> like a prayer? Wasn't there a, uh, yeah. I think that was a controversy at the time, a controversy at the time where she, in the video, she, there was a, guy portraying Jesus that was black, and that was like a, a minor controversy. I think sometimes, in, in, I could be wrong, but I think sometimes Ethiopian Orthodox uh, iconography has him as black, and I'm like, oh, cool, look at that. Have you ever, oh, been, down, have you ever been down to Mexico? Mexico, a brown Jesus. Yes. You know, lots of brown Jesus. Yeah. And spookily oh, wow. green is... Jesus, too, sometimes. Yeah, it's like it's really oh, it gets really spooky in some places. I want to hear more about that. Yeah. <laughs> green Jesus, yeah. that's, that's Ooh, that is will. interesting to me. If it was like, will did you know he was green? I'm like, go on. Uh, now I want to know. Here's the thing: it's like these people walked into a freezer in like 19, I don't know, 62, and they're just coming out and go. And let me tell you something else about the South. And you're like. <laughs> Dude, uh, where have you been? And let me tell you why Humphrey's not the guy. We got it. We got it. You know, it's just, it's, these people are frozen in time. They, this guy, when he says, I'd really like to know, how did you feel when you first saw the first Jesus of another color? Nothing. I felt nothing. I don't care. Right. It's not an interesting piece of the whole package. It's not the focus. Uh, no one's look going to Jesus for his looks. That's not something do you that remember people the do. first time you saw a black baby doll? I <gasps> 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 freaked out. No. And it's the same thing with baby dolls as it is with Jesus. Of course he reflects the people. Didn't Andy Williams see a, sing a song for Christmas like in the 60s? Um, some children, some children see him, almond eyes, something like that. He was talking about, in the 60s, he was talking about how everybody sees Jesus as them. Mm -hmm. I don't care. It really made me focus on his teachings. 
<laughs> like I think it's a Nobody little bit more important. Nobody focuses on that anymore. But I mean, it, you're, you're you're right, and it's like you know, you talk about being uh, captured in time. There's a part of me that just wants us to get captured in the time of like what Martin Luther King was actually saying. Yes. Right? Like I wish there was a part of of this whole uh, you know this whole movement at this point uh, that actually like thought about what his point is. And I think I, my understanding but, of the point is again judging people by the content of their character. Now we are. Like, the idea was to be colorblind, right? So that we wouldn't notice race. We're, we're supposed to be moving that direction. But it's not the goal anymore, is it? I no, mean, I, I, I went on a show um, about a, a couple of years ago, and I, like, I thought that was clearly we're all on the yeah, same right. page, that colorblind is good. And it was like, well, no, that's, and they were, I said they were very nice, the, the show I was on, but they were like, but that's, you're coming from a position of privilege and that you can't not see race. How did you not say shut up? <laughs> well, they, they, were, they were my friends. Okay. Yes. Or are. That, 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 that would be even but, more reason to but, say shut up. But, but, it, but it was like this weird, like, uh, I, I don't think it's healthy at all to, to try and balkanize people into no, to racial groups. Yeah, and, and, I, and, and I'll tell like, and I don't, I don't mean to imply that these friends I was hanging out with in any way overlap with, say, Richard Spencer, but he would love for us to think of everything as racial. Richard Spencer would love for us to constantly be thinking. David Duke, I would love that. Of course, of course. Yeah, I mean, it really is that, it's to that level at this point. You know, we're doing a special a week from tomorrow, right? Yes. On May Day. It's about socialism and uh, uh, a warning uh, warning from the dead. And I was thinking this morning, we have to make certain points, and I thought this probably won't happen, but I thought, you know, one way to make this point is let's take two people and put them both in Nazi uniforms and then have one person say the kind of thing that libertarians and constitutionalists say, okay? Like, I don't really have a problem with people of color, and, I mean, good for you. Go out <laughs> the and say... The gay people going to take my pot? No, nope, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's fine, okay? <laughs> Tell them to move into the neighborhood. <laughs> that's right. Okay, have that person say that. Then, just take the quotes from people who are trying to divide us every step of the way, you know, and say, no, that, no, Ben Shapiro should not speak here. We should shut him down. He has no place speaking. If they're both in Nazi uniforms, one will clearly be seen as like, oh, yeah, that could be from a movie script. Uh, the other is like, it doesn't work when you're like, hey, I believe in freedom for everybody. That doesn't work can, with can the I, image. Can I please be neither of these people? <laughs> Nazi uniform. I'm just going to go ahead and quietly back out of the room on that one. Last word. Can I give you one more Jesus uh, point here for a second? Please. Uh, in his most potentially one of the top two or three most important moments of his entire life, Jesus. Uh, this is how he was described. Uh, his face was so disfigured he seemed hardly human, and from his appearance one would scarcely know he was a man. In this moment, you couldn't even see his face. It was so destroyed. Like, this is what Easter was about last weekend, these Easter worshipers. I don't know if you've heard of them. But, I mean, like, this is not a guy. This had nothing to do with skin color. Like, this has something to do with something a lot bigger than that. And the fact that people I mean, drag Jesus it down to that even, level is like. Jesus never even talked about skin color. He right? never <laughs> like, talked about we, it. Yeah, we would know what color he was if he was like, by the way, I want everyone to know my intersectional values are X, Y, and Z. That didn't happen. <laughs> I'm very white. Very, very white. Stu, I want to move on to a quantum Joe Biden. Ah, yeah. Yes, Joe Biden. So Joe Biden uh, was going, it was announced last week, um, widely reported that he was going to announce Wednesday, which is tomorrow, if you happen to be listening to this on the day it was released. Uh, and he was going to make a big deal about it. And they weren't sure whether it was going to be, I think it was in Philadelphia or Charlottesville, uh, which were where he was going to make this announcement. Um, and 
you know, it's been such a weird on and off thing. First, it looked like he was going to announce a couple months ago, and then that kind of faded away. He was going to do it again. Then he had the sort of, uh, hey, I sniffed too much hair to announce my candidacy right now. <laughs> then finally, we got past we got past Easter. Everyone else that's big and in the field right now largely is in. There's a couple of others that might may still join. Uh, and so then another story comes out today and says, again, it looks like tomorrow's announcement is off. Uh, now it looks like he may go, they may push it to Thursday. They still don't know what city it's going to be in. There's something weird going on with this rollout, and I don't really understand it. Here's a quote from an unnamed Biden aide. Uh, now, again, who knows who this person is, but I'll give it to you anyway. It's Donald Trump. <laughs> I've never seen anything so half-assed. <laughs> They're improvising and doing last-minute planning. The guy has been running for president since 1987 <laughs> and can't figure the basics out, like where to stand on his first day. This should make everyone very nervous. Now, look, this person could now be working for Kamala Harris, right? So we don't know who this person is. But it is interesting to see that it doesn't seem like he has any momentum in this rollout. We do expect it this week still, but, I mean, no one really knows. So can I, can I say, look, if you're, what, 93? How old is Joe? Uh, 72? 72. Okay, so whatever. So he's 72 years old, and he's the front runner. Mm-hmm. And you know the minute you throw your hat in the ring, your ass is in a meat grinder. Yep. Okay? He is, he's the front runner. I'd be like, you know what? Nah, give it another week. Nothing's happened. I don't really have to get in. Give it another week. Even after someone, even after it's been leaked that you're going to announce on a particular day. He didn't care. That, that might, I mean, it might just be he's, he's waiting till he drops and then he's like, ah, oh, announce now. And then yeah. he'll jump back up again. I mean, why go into the race and make yourself a target? You do that at the last possible minute. As long as he still holds his number one position, why would you go in? Well, That's why I haven't announced my... Oh, never mind. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> uh, the big answer to that could be fundraising, right? I mean, they, he does need to rake yes. a, a lot of money. He's already 20 and $30 million behind some of these candidates. Well, I mean, Bernie did, I think, 18 last quarter. Um, this is, though, a, a light time of the year for fundraising. This is probably going to be one of the least uh, impactful quarters of this entire campaign because it's not really into primary time yet. It's not really into debate time yet. It's kind of, we're kind of still in that you know, middle gray area. So it's possible that he just waits. And I don't think necessarily it's a bad idea. There's no better place to be as, than a person who's about to announce they're running for president. Like, no one really comes after you. You're kind of getting all the glory of it without having to do it. So let me ask you this. What do you think the odds are? I don't think that Joe Biden or anybody in, you know, in, in his you know, team was watching our show. But it doesn't take a genius to figure out what we figured out about Joe Biden and mm-hmm. put all that story together. My, my contention was that in the end, Joe Biden, he may not run just because he puts himself in a Paul Manafort position. He puts himself and his children in jeopardy. They've made millions of dollars. That money, that gravy train can go on and everybody's happy. But the minute he becomes the number one target especially because the socialist radicals will not want him. Those socialist radicals, they will dig stuff up. They will attack him. He's got to defend it. Why? You're 72 years old, 71 years old. Why deal with all of that? You're happy. You've got power. You're the elder statesman. Your kids are happy and wealthy, and nobody's talking about going to jail. You think he might not run? I think he might not. Really? I agree. I mean, it's, it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't do a lot of digging. 
to, to find no. all of these things out. No. Yeah. And the only thing that you can count on is arrogance, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, or the fact that what would make you uh, a little bit more arrogant is the fact that everybody seems to be doing it in Washington. Everybody is enriching themselves, you know, the nation's treasure and 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 credibility. And I will say that's a good play, right? Like if you're the type of person who doesn't want to deal with this nonsense, you just stay out of it. I just don't know why you get so close to it. You know, he's 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 apparently like offered jobs to people. He's so close, and and if you're going to stay out of that, and you want to be no, not you know, you don't want to be Paul Manafort because Manafort gets away with this if he doesn't run, for, if he doesn't jump into the Trump campaign. I think I don't think he ever goes to to, to prison for the things he did. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, here I think, you know, why get so close? Because why do all this legwork? Why not just say I'm out and just live power your life? Power is intoxicating, yeah. and when you are the potential guy, keeps leading. You keep they, you're in the spotlight. People are courting you. Once he says no. And it's over. No, it's over. Again. Nobody cares about it anymore. Yeah. All right. Back in a minute. Before we get into Focahontas, I want to thank our sponsor, realestateagentsitrust.com. Glenn, I know you founded this company because apparently when you're in radio, you move a lot. Oh, move a lot. Yes. Move a lot. And you never, you never know. I mean, that's, I don't care how many times you've moved. You just don't figure it out. Well, because you're moving to a whole new area. So how are you yeah, supposed to know? And how do you know who the good real estate agent is even in your area? And it's always just a crapshoot and it's so stupid. And it's your biggest investment. It's like... You know, just calling up an investment advisor and going, hey, will you invest some of my money in stock market? That's a dumb way to do it. That's what realestateagentsitrust.com does for you. They say, no, you shouldn't say that to people. How about we help you find the right person that knows your area and is the best in your area or is the right person for you in your new area? That's what we do is we, we match you up with the right people. Realestateagentsitrust.com. They will sell your house for the most amount of money and as fast as anybody possibly can. They're the experts, and they'll help you buy in the next your your next house, your forever house. Realestateagentsitrust.com. All right, Andrew, you said Elizabeth Warren said she's something. She's irritating me again. Uh, Elizabeth, so she's breathing. I gotta say, I I would like to like her because she's from my old neighborhood. We're both from Oklahoma, and like that would be cool. But I I get irritated by many things, but two of them are. <laughs> Moral certitude, and one of the just temperamental qualities of her I, I don't like is that I've never seen her say anything nice about anybody that she's that's not in her camp, with yes. the exception of John McCain when he was dying. But other than that, mm. uh, and I, I don't like that. But then the other thing is uh, I am very skeptical of government regulations. I'm very skeptical of giant government regulations and giant projects. And what she's doing right now, and I, she's, I think she's very much in favor of giant government programs, but oh, she's, yeah. she's having to like kind of pitch them at a higher level to try and break out of the pack right now. So this week she proposed uh, a massive educational overhaul where we would forgive $1.25 trillion in student loans and we would make all public college free. So the, the problem that I have with, uh, I, I have sympathy for people that are overwhelmed by student loans and I think that the U.S. government has screwed you over. And I, I think so. that we've, we've really rigged the game against a lot of people mm -hmm. going into college. So I, I have sympathy there. But my, my question for the progressive mindset of let's just fling money at this <laughs> is, all right, college is really expensive. We're talking about 
public universities. We're not talking about some evil capitalist like me, Andrew Heaton, bilking people for money. We're talking about professors at like, you know, Oklahoma State University. Why is that so expensive? Can we figure that out before we try and throw money at it? Now, my read on the situation is that there's a, a couple of factors going on here. Um, the federal government goes, hey, we'll give you, I think it's five to $12,000 right now per year um, that you can use for whatever you want. Regardless. And so colleges go, uh, you should come to my university because we've got a water park. And then they have to increase the amount of tuition that happens at that university. And then the federal government steps in and goes, oh, my God, tuition's higher. Well, we should give people more money. Mm -hmm. And it, it's just cycled around to, to where now public universities cost so much. Now, if you're a, a student going into that, you cannot declare bankruptcy, which I also think is bad. I, I would like students to treat themselves more like companies in two capacities. One, I think you should be able to declare bankruptcy. And that means that your credit rating shot for a few years. But that does happen if you made a bad decision. But two, I'd, I'd much rather than the federal government just giving people money for career options that are terrible, I would rather the, the private sector do it. Well, you know why the bankruptcy thing is bad? Because the college is not ever responsible for not giving you the right education to be able to go out in the world and make it. I mean, they're not incentivized. They can teach you all about social justice bullcrap the whole time. You walk out going, I know everything there is to know about social justice. Well, go ahead and hope you can eat and, 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 uh, and rest under that roof that social justice education can give you. And the, so the, the, they're not connected to the real world. I, I completely agree with you. The yeah. minute you can default is the minute they go, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Ah, yeah. No, I, I agree with you. And that's where I, I, would, I would like to, like, I think Mitch Daniels, who's brilliant. I'm a big Mitch Daniels fan. One of the things that uh, they do at, at uh, his college, I think it's um, Indiana, Indiana, I think, uh, is they get is the Purdue. Uh, yeah, I think it's Purdue in, in, in the state of Indiana. Yes. Anyway, um, one, one of the things that they do is they have the, the private sector kind of step in and go, uh, hey, um, we have zero interest in loaning you money for, like, for me, a history degree. We've got plenty of history majors. However, we need more engineers. Mm -hmm. Would you like money for an engineering degree? Because mm -hmm. we'll fund that. Because then there's actually a correlation with, with what the market will actually reward you for. And we're not there, doing that right now. There's also a problem in this country of we got rid of apprenticeships. Mm -hmm. Apprenticeships, I would do apprenticeships all day long. I'd rather have that than take people out of the university. Show me what you've done. Show me what you can do. Let me give you an apprenticeship for a year, and let's see what you can do. I'll hire from apprenticeships. I, I mean, I know a lot of people would. Your company, you need somebody. Okay, good. Show me what you can do. Now, that's not every company. Some companies, you have to have a college degree. But, but universities have made it so. If you don't have a four-year degree, you're not even considered. That's just the opening, that's the opening salvo. Well, that drives up the price because you have to have one. If I'm like, eh, you know, I don't really have to have that. Well, now they've got a captive audience because you have to have it. So they drive the price up there. They drive the price up because nobody's really responsible for the, the loan. Nobody's learning anything. And there's no direct correlation to what is actually needed for the future. And you see this, I mean, when you look at all the different categories as far as inflation goes, the inflation and, and, and uh, not only college tuition but also books is among the highest percentage of any group. And the groups like cars and TVs and these other things that have nothing to do with the government or at least shouldn't, um, they, they are all, they're going down. They're actually more or less expensive for people to afford. I can buy books less expensive for our museum than I can in a college bookstore sometimes. <laughs> yeah. 
It's incredible. All right, back in a minute. I've sucked your food. Did I hear correctly that you were on Andrew's podcast today? I was. Uh, we, were, we were buddies on my show today. We were. We yeah, were. We were. When am I on your podcast? When am I on your podcast? Okay, well, now I feel all awkward. Um, come on, my podcast? Yeah, let's no, make this like, great show about you guys. That's a good idea. When we, yeah. we were the ones doing it. No, let's definitely make it about <laughs> All we do is talk about you two. <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, just saying, if you're going to invite somebody to a party, you invite everybody. Well, we're, you're you're going to be on to talk about the apocalypse with me. And I, I would love to do a two-parter with you if you'd come back. <laughs> There you the go. Uh, the apocalypse. Yeah, I got climate change, so at least it's more interesting about? than what climate I had. Change? Yes, we did a, what, a, a, an hour or something? We did like a we solid, and we had, to, we had to pull the plug on it eventually. We did. Yeah. We ran out of time. Well, you start too going uh, on climate change. See? Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. It's I'm good, sorry. though, isn't it? He's good on climate change. He's, it was a good, it was conver- a good it conversation. It was a really good yeah. conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So you can find it uh, wherever you get your podcast, Something's Off with Andrew Heaton. You can also find it on Blaze TV. Today's episode. And you can use promo code NEWS. Get $10 off of your annual subscription. We'll see you guys in overtime over at Blaze TV. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. So uh, Andrew Heaton and I are the only ones who remain for uh, for overtime. Mm-hmm. Everyone apparently had uh, prior engagements. And Andrew said that he had some stuff that he wanted yeah. to talk about for uh-huh. overtime. I was like, what do you want to talk about, Andrew? Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, I've got, I've got some stuff. I said, I want to talk about Sarah Gonzalez. <laughs> I don't feel like we know each other well enough, but I think we can blast through that and do like hyper bonding with the audience right now by running through some of my awesome party questions that I'm going to get to know you better with. Okay. Okay. I feel like I should have prepared with like... No, no, no. I want this to be spontaneous. This is really good. (laughs) But yes, alcohol would have helped. If you could shoot out a different liquid from every finger on your hand, Mm -hmm. what liquids would you shoot out? Liquids. Okay, so this one would be wine. Okay. Because, I mean, if you get thirsty, you just... Great. This one would be water. Okay. Very practical. Yeah. Uh, Because you got to have your two essential fun, but you're utilitarian so far. This is good. you got a good balance. Yeah. Um, gosh, liquids. I've got to have one for each finger. Yeah. I'm trying to go through the other liquids. I think like, I would definitely do gasoline for one. I was going to say yeah. gas, but I was yeah. worried that it might, I mean, it would smell. I don't want to smell. Oh, that's, well, you could like get like, like a glove or something. I don't know. Okay. So gas, coffee. Nice. That's what I would want for sure. Yeah. And then I'm trying to think of one more that would be essential to my life. Salsa? Oh, very racist, but also very true. Either that or miso soup. <laughs> I, just, I wanted something with, with food in it. I would pick something with food in it. Yeah. Well, because I'm thinking liquid, so I wasn't right. thinking food. Yeah, yeah. But with sustenance. See, now, I already feel like I know you better now as a result of that. Don't you feel like you know Sarah better? Okay, next question. Sarah Gonzalez. <laughs> if you had to swap out the bottom half of your body with that of an animal, what animal would you pick? Um... Just the bottom half. Yes. You are, in this scenario, a Sarah-animal hybrid. You are you from the navel up. Does it matter if it's a four-legged creature? Like, are we saying, uh, hypothetically speaking, it has to be a two-legged creature? No, you can go with whatever your heart says. Okay, I just want to be a cat. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you'd make, like, a very good half-panther. Yeah. Yeah, I I could see that. I just feel like they're very, um, like, they slink around, and they're very, um, like, just... 
it looks pretty. Oh, no, they're, they're graceful. They've they're got style. Yes. Cats, I'm not a big cat guy. However, I will admit, they have style. Yeah, dogs just kind of clunk around, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, dogs are just kind of like running around and smiling. Okay, good questions. Here's one. If you could bring back any musician from the dead, you have to kill a living musician as well. Who do you bring back and who do you kill? Oh, gosh. That's hard. That's really hard. I can't. Okay, first of all, Ed Sheeran is off. Okay, I, that's I, who I'd kill. Not... I'd kill Ed Sheeran. Yep. I just, I really don't like that one song, The Shape of Your Body, or whatever it is. I think it's first of all, very it's called redundant. The Shape of You. Okay. And second of all, you're judging all of his entire works off of one specific song. You know, don't I, you you know what? I'd kill unfair. that guy with a sex cult. What's that guy's name? Like, is it Ray oh, Kelly? R. Kelly? R. Kelly. Yeah, him. Ooh, that's a good one to kill. Yeah, I do that, and then I because I don't have any like I don't have any hatred towards any particular which I like. Musician. See, you want know actually like when I do this, I don't this want is, to kill anybody. One, one of the things I enjoy about this question is that some people like you, lovely people like you, will be like, oh, like I'd love to bring back Mozart or, or yeah. John Lennon or whatever. Do I have to kill? Other kill people anybody. are like, uh, I'll kill Ed Sheeran, and then you're like, who do you want to bring back? And they're like, don't care. I'm like, <laughs> okay, so you're you're more yeah. attracted to the death side of this. I pr yeah, I protest I protest that question because yeah. yeah, I yeah. don't really. Um, you know, I would I could say one of the Beatles, but I don't have anyone that I would want to kill to put. So you're gonna you're gonna place. wind up doing neutral in order to avoid death. That's mm -hmm. fine. All right, good. I like that. See, okay. isn't she a lovely person? This is nice. We're getting to know Sarah better. And apparently, you really like Ed Sheeran as well. I do. I love Ed Sheeran. All right. Okay. Love Ed Sheeran. Okay. Uh, here. Okay. If you could switch genders for a limited amount of time, see what it's like being a guy. Would you want to do it, and for how long? Yes, I would. Okay. Um, maybe for a week. I feel like a week would give me a good indication of yeah. how it is that females are speaking to you and you just don't hear it ever, right? And what it's like to, you know, have to go to the bathroom when you're out somewhere and just be like, it's fine, I'll just go behind that tree. In my defense, I don't do that that often anymore. <laughs> uh, I have a car now, so I can drive to bathrooms and that kind of thing. But yes, I think you'd find it mind-blowing. It'd be a lot of fun. Okay, so I have a story on that. So I just read, I guess it was a couple weeks ago, there was a story at theblaze.com about uh, an eight-month-old pregnant woman who um, had a three-year, she has a three-year-old, and she's driving her three-year-old around, and the three-year-old says, Mom, I gotta go to the bathroom. And, you know, she does whatever, whatever any mom would do, and she's like, oh, okay, let me find the closest place. I got, you know, I gotta find some place, let's pull over. She finally finds a gas station. She's pulling into the gas station. Um, her son is like, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. She's like, I, I, oh, well, let's get in. And he's like, I have to go right now. I can't go in, I have to go. So she's like, Okay, we're going in the gas station parking lot and pulls his pants down for him so he can go to the bathroom. A cop is around the corner nearby, sees it, and comes and writes her a ticket for disorderly conduct because she allowed her son to urinate in the gas station parking lot. So I read that a few weeks ago, and I was just, like, so angry as a mom. I'm just like, you, like... Has anyone, he, this guy has never had a child in his life and potty trained a child because you know when you're potty training or when they're young, when they got to go, they got to go. So he's either also, going. Also, he was never in a fraternity in college either. He's not <laughs> publicly urinated at a parking lot. So he's either going in the, the gas station parking lot or he's going in the gas station floor, right? Like he's not going to make it. So I read that. And then the following weekend, uh, we went to a festival and we were going to this little cute little butterfly exhibit and my son was feeding butterflies and it was very sweet. And before we walked into the exhibit, I said, um, I said, okay, do you have to go to the bathroom before we go in? He's like, no, I don't have to go. I said, okay. So we went in and we were in there for several minutes and then he says, 
mommy, I got to go to the bathroom. And I said, okay, well, can you wait? No, I got to go right now. So I said, okay, we're done with the butterflies. Let's go. My husband was standing outside waiting and we just shot right past him. I was like, we got to go. We're going to the bathroom. Couldn't find one. And same thing happened. I felt like I was living the article that I read. He was like, I have to go right now. I have to go right now. I cannot wait. I have to go right now. We're running across the festival. Fine. And it's an outdoor festival. Finally, I see a little alleyway and I just like turn him around the corner and push him like where he can't be seen and block him. And I'm like, go, just go. So he had to go to the bathroom at the festival in the middle of everything. But when you're a boy, you get the luxury of being able to do that. Because I was thinking, if I had a girl, I don't know what I would have done. She would have peed her pants. Yeah. It's, uh, it's great. Yeah. It must be. Yeah. Thank you, Mother Nature, for your sexism. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, should I run through any more? Or, like, how, 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 how long do you want to get to know each other? I'm happy to do this for, like, I've, I've blocked out in my calendar three hours. Okay. I assume that's how, we're, how long we're going to do I mean, do I this. could do, like, maybe five more minutes. Okay, Probably cool. not the three All hours. Right. If, if you could... Put up a statue. If, if who deserves a statue that doesn't have one? Me. You. Okay. Mm-hmm. What would it look like? Me. Right. But what are you doing in the statue? <laughs> like, are you like playing tennis? Are you like, are you are you carrying a toddler that's about to, to urinate? Like, what what are you up to? Which would be a pretty cool statue, by the way. I'm singing karaoke. I think. Nice. That'd be cool. Yeah. All right. I like that. And Which then, I think you frequent karaoke. I I am a fan of karaoke. Okay. We need yeah. to go to a karaoke. There's bar. one near here. We Is could, there really? Yeah. My producer Jennings and I and, yeah. and uh, about four or five other people. We went and did karaoke. I put on an Elvis costume. That's right. Uh, yeah. That's right. I I wanted to go to that, and I just I had a thing that came up. Or something. We'll we'll push for another Blaze karaoke night. No, we really do need yeah. to do that. That'd be funny, and we can like live stream it or something. That sounds more terrifying to me. I'm not, I'm not that. I have a lot of enthusiasm. Not that good. Really? Um, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. But uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Okay. Next question. Uh, all right. If you were a superhero, what would your costume look like? Uh, it would have a lot of pink in it. Okay. I'm very big into pink. I don't know if you've noticed. I, I do the bright colors. Okay. You do. Yeah. You're you're very much into vivid colors. That's yes. true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think it would probably cape? no cape. Oh, definitely a cape. Nice. Yeah, definitely a cape. So it'd be, um, I, I would like leather up on top. So hot pink leather probably here. And then a black skirt here. Okay. And you've got the cape. And then rhinestone tights. So they're tights. Okay. And they've got holes in them. And they've also got rhinestones on them. I can, okay, I can visualize this. I like this a lot. Mm-hmm. Any, any idea what the name of your superhero would be? No. I You'd have to think about it. It would yeah. also kind of depend on what your power was. It would. Yeah. And I want to, I mean, I would have to give that thought before I answer because this is a very serious question that, I mean, it takes a lot of time and thought to figure out. So on that note, if you could have any superpower, and I'm going to preface this, you can't pick flying or invisibility or reading minds because that's what everybody oh. picks. So if you have to pick another power outside of those three, what would you have? Uh, never being hungry. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Can you imagine what life would be like? I mean, you could eat just to like, because you know that you have to eat to live, but you're never hungry. So you're like, eh, I don't, I don't want the, the fast food. That's fine. Nah, you're, the donut's fine. And if you're dropped off on an island, you're fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's all sorts of like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, could, you know what? And then you would pretty much automatically be like an astronaut at that point. You're like, hey, if you send me into space, you don't have to send any food with me. I can just go up, hang out in my awesome rhinestone pink tights as an astronaut. Just saying. Yeah. Um, final question. Uh, would you rather, if you had to be trampled to death by horses, <laughs> would you rather be trampled to death by one giant horse, like a 12-foot tall horse, okay. or by a thousand very tiny horses, like shoebox size? I feel like 
the one horse would be better because it would just mm. be a very swift. I agree. Just one take me out. Kill. Yes. I feel like, it, see, and I think this is a good question too to figure out how vindictive you are because some people would be like, I'd go with tiny horses because I bet I could take out a bunch. And I'm like, <laughs> fair. Oh. Right? Who yeah. are you talking to who's so like. People on buses, people on subways, just constantly just sitting out on any public transit. And I'm like, hey, friend, <laughs> I've got questions for you. And now you do too. Well, thank you. That was that was very. Uh, I was very nervous. I did not know what to expect, but I survived. Yeah. Yay. Um, I do want to ask you really quickly before we go, since this is the news and why it matters. Big horse. What is a big horse? Also. Yeah, I would okay, pick big good. horse. That that was it. Oh that yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. So the, no, like I'm a news question. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Bernie Sanders. I know you said you did not see the town no. hall yesterday, um, but Bernie Sanders did a CNN town hall. And, uh, you know, he has had a couple comments lately about being a millionaire. He's really kind of getting pressed on, hey, you're a millionaire, but you keep talking about wanting to, you know, punish all of these millionaires. Um, He was talking about raising taxes, and this is what he had to say. Watch. But I have and will continue in this campaign to fight for progressive taxation. In other words, whether it is Bernie Sanders or your family or anybody else in America, when we have so much income and wealth inequality, when the people on top are doing phenomenally well, yeah, if you are doing very, very well in our economy, you should be paying your fair share of taxes. We will raise those taxes for the upper income people. We will do away with the tax loopholes and the tax breaks that large private corporations currently receive. Now, Andrew, what's your take on that? Because my take is, I mean, it's a couple different things. Number one, it just seems so bizarre. What a bizarre double standard. And maybe he just can't connect it in his mind, or maybe he just knows and and refuses to acknowledge it, that this is, you know, this capitalist society is how he became a millionaire, yet he wants to demonize the millionaires and say they're going to tax them more. And what would a millionaire, what reason would a millionaire have, what would motivate them to continue to work harder and earn more wealth if Bernie Sanders is just saying, we're just going to tax you more and we're going to take it all away? Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I like uh, Far be it for me to claim that uh, Bernie Sanders has a coherent and uh, really smashing worldview when it comes to economics. Like I think uh, in that clip, he already kind of highlights it. He always has this idea uh, that I think is a fairly standard idea with a lot of progressives and certainly a lot of socialists that poverty is caused by inequality. And it, it, it can be, like if we're in a feudal society where I am getting wealthy by force of law taking your money, like, yeah, then that, that inequality directly results in poverty. But like, like I've written a couple of books. I didn't sell as much as he did. But like if, if I all of a sudden became a millionaire from writing books, no one got hurt by that. People voluntarily decided to pay for it, which is great. Like that is a, a, a good thing about the capitalist system. Um, he's got that. I think he also has a worldview that's predicated on the idea of um, a zero-sum game, uh, which it goes into that, the same inequality. If, if we've got X amount of wealth, then the question is how do we best apportion that wealth? Well, I'm not worried about apportioning wealth. I'm worried about growing wealth. Yes. I, want every, I want everybody to get rich. Uh, and, and that involves a system where you're not punishing people for being successful, which is, I think, ultimately where that's headed. Yeah. I think you could probably do like a 1% or 2% tax on the wealthiest of the wealthy or whatever without them fleeing for Holland. But, you know, eventually you do that. Um, you're going to create some problems. And, uh, you know, let, good. Iron out the loopholes. That sounds great. Let's, let's, let's work on that. But, but trying to design a system that is explicitly attempting to get rid of inequality as opposed to get rid of poverty, I, let's, I'm far more focused on poverty. All right, give me your best Bernie Sanders impression. Go. The top 1% of the top 1% of the top 1% own all of the mouthwash in the country. We should have mouthwash for everyone. 
If you're a school teacher, you get mouthwash. I get mouthwash. Sarah, you get mouthwash. Glenn gets no mouthwash. <laughs> How do you do that? I think I, I've, I've watched a fair amount of him. There's a lot of hand waving, and it's it's he, he's he's, a, he's got a head cold. He's got a permanent head cold. Yeah. <laughs> It really does. Uh, yesterday's poll, do you think the Dems will try to impeach Trump over the Mueller report or will they back off to not appear radical before 2020? 55% of you said impeach. 45% of you said back off. I think I just read today. I don't know if you saw this. I think I just read today that Pelosi confirmed that impeachment is yeah. off the table. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So uh, we already have the answer to that question. But these results are actually, they're interesting because I would have thought that more of well, like Some of the Dems are going to want to do that, right? It's just the oh, leadership yeah, the, itself that's probably not going to do correct. it. Correct. Like all of the, you know, the AOCs, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the Elizabeth Warren's calling for... Yes, the for socialist wing of the party. And that's what's so interesting about the party right now is that they they really have the two different, uh, you know, factions and uh, the socialists are calling for it. But unfortunately for them, you've got Pelosi and Schumer who are still, you know, the established leadership. And it's really up to them. So yeah. they can scream and cry all they want. But it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Um, today's poll, which of the 2020 candidates at the CNN town hall do you think is the most reasonable? Oh, that's cute. You really have to pick one? I don't, I mean, who would you, who would I, you pick? I, I, you know, I, I don't, I've not done a full investigation. And I rather like Andrew Yang and, uh, and John Hickenlooper. Uh, and then there's elements I like Tulsi Gabbard. I like her foreign policy position, and uh, I don't uh, I don't know a lot about Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg but I'm, I'm yeah. told he's kind of a centrist candidate. Yeah, so, and I don't remember which all have a CNN town hall, but I I don't know. I, I just think that they're all crazy. I that that's my answer. There's no there's no crazy gradient though. You 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 wouldn't rank them. I mean, yeah, I guess because you're saying most reasonable, but I feel like saying most reasonable is not like the true correct thing to say because. To say that it's most reasonable means that this person is at all reasonable. Uh, John Hickenlooper, pro-business Democrat. I don't, <laughs> I don't feel for any of them to be at all reasonable. Um, so I would like it if the poll, one of the answers would say none of the above. Thank you very much. Let us know what you think at The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze. Andrew. Thank you for that very uh, interesting and unique I overtime. I really segment. feel like we bonded. Thank we you for letting me do that to you and the listeners. Do, do that Those to me. questions, yeah. Oh. I wanted to make it awkward, and I think it did. I think you just did just now. Mm -hmm. All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Not answer, though. No, we'll be off. He'll probably be gone for a while. Thanks for listening to the News and Why It Matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.